2020 vision. Your investments are not working out because your hindsight is 2020 and your foresight is 2400. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. <laughs> not about investments, no. But we're going to talk about Proverbs 29, verse 18. In Proverbs 29, verse 18, in the King James Version says, Where there is no vision, <clears throat> the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And then in the, in the New International Version, it says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. A little different wording there, isn't it? And it makes it a little more potent, I think. But let's go before the Lord in prayer before we look into that. Father, we just ask you tonight that you would take your word, that you would just anoint it, and that you would cause it, that we just wouldn't hear it, but that we would heed it, and that it would go deep into our hearts and into our lives, and that you would challenge us as we face 2020, and help us, Lord, to do what you would want us to do, help us to see what you would want us to do, Help us to see your path and to walk in it. And Lord, we give this service over to you. We have felt your presence in this place. So we ask, Lord, that you would just continue to minister to hearts and lives as we look into your word tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone said that hindsight is 2020. I suppose that's true. I guess. I don't know. But we often look back on the past and we think about some of the decisions that we have made and we often think, if I hadn't known that, I would have done this. And we always think we could have made better choices. So when we talk about them, we often say, well, I can't do anything about that now. And somebody will say, yeah, hindsight is 2020." And we keep saying that, and we keep talking about hindsight is always 2020, but we never understand that we can, we're still looking forward. We're never, but we're always looking back, but we're always walking forward. I don't know how you do that, but that's what we do. So, I, so what is 2020 vision anyway? You ever think about it? What is 2020 vision? Everybody says, everybody wants 2020 vision. I don't want to wear these glasses anymore. I want, I want 2020 vision. I looked it up. I wanted to know. It's actual visual acuity and is usually measured with a Snellen chart. Now, a Snellen charts display letters of progressively smaller size. Normal vision is 2020. Now, this means that the test subject sees the same line of letters at 20 feet that a person with normal vision sees at 20 feet. 2040 vision means that the test subject sees at 20 feet what a person with normal vision sees at 40 feet. Another way of saying this is that a person with 20-40 vision has vision that is only half as good as normal, or objects must be at half the normal distance for, for, for him to see them. A person with 20-20 vision is able to see letters one-tenth as large as someone with 
2200 vision. 2020, though, is not the best possible eyesight. For example, 2015 vision is better than 2020. A person with 2015 vision can see objects at 20 feet that a person with 2020 vision can only see at 15 feet. So it's even better. So that gives you a little idea of what 2020 vision is. Never, if you've never known what 2020 vision is, you now know. In Forbes magazine, Brett Steenbarger Berger, wrote this. He said, this is the time of year when I've been sitting down with portfolio managers and traders looking back at 2019 and exploring goals for 2020. Invariably, these goals are relevant and detailed, but something is often missing. As these aspiring peak performers talk about their goals, I detect no sense of enthusiasm or excitement. The goals are should-dos, not must-dos, and certainly not, I can't wait to do. Is it any wonder that our New Year's resolutions so often go unfulfilled? Never thought of it that way. It's interesting. Well, looking back, it can be a good exercise to examine what went wrong and what went right. Hopefully some things went right. However, looking back can cause us oftentimes not to move forward. We focus on past failures and determine that we cannot possibly do better. Ever been there? Yeah? Okay. We have, how many of you have stood up on, Christmas, on New Year's Eve, waiting for 12 o'clock, and you're sitting there with your family or wherever, and you say, the new year will be better. New year will be better. But as Brett Steenbarger said about those investment managers, our goals are should-be's or should-do's, not I can't wait to do's. We make these, we make these, this year's going to be better. This year I'm going to, I'm going to lose weight. This year I'm going to do this. This year I'm not going to do that. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. But we never say, I can't wait to do that. And so on most New Year's Eves, if you're like anything like my family, we would toast the New Year in with a thought that whatever takes place in the New Year, we'll face it together. Thus, we did not make plans. I never made a resolution because I knew I wouldn't keep them anyway, so I just didn't bother. Or we weren't concerned about what direction life would take us. We would make decisions on the fly. But you know what? This new year was different. As I watched the new year begin, I thought, what will 2020 hold for me? I realized that I was facing life alone. And I had no idea what the future for me alone looked like. Couldn't, I can't picture it. So I begin to wonder what God had planned in 2020 for me. And to tell you the truth, 
It was a scary thought. It was a scary thought. Not scary in the knowledge that God was still writing my story. But in the sense of the unknown. I didn't know what it was going to look like. So the verse we read, it talks about vision or revelation. It talks about perishing or restraint or unrestraint. It talks about law and wisdom's instructions. So I'm going to try to bring these three things together tonight. Show us where we are and what we need to do. First is vision. The wise men said that without a vision, the people perish. The NIV says without a revelation, the people cast off restraint. And I thought about that. I'll talk about that a little bit more. Now, Pastor Nathan is starting this year off, well, he will be next week, with a state of the church address. And that is where he looks back at our successes in the past year, Hopefully not very many failures. <laughs> Where we are now, and he casts a vision for the future. So I will leave the overall vision of the church for our pastor to cast and to declare. What I want to do tonight is to let you know that you as an individual must have a vision or revelation to move forward in 2020. Now, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines vision in a number of ways, but in this sermon, I want to use the following definitions. It means something seen in a dream, trance, or ecstasy, especially a supernatural appearance that conveys a revelation. That's one. A thought, concept, or object formed by the imagination or see a manifestation to the senses of something immaterial. Now, revelation, on the other hand, is defined as this, an act of revealing or communicating divine truth, something that is revealed by God to humans, something that is revealed especially in enlightening or astonishing disclosure, or it can be a pleasant often enlightening surprise. God's always full of surprises. Yes, he is. So let me say this. We all need a vision or revelation con concerning the plans God has for us as individuals. The Bible is full of the good things that God has planned for us. He has planned heaven as our home. He has given us hope for this life and given us eternal life after this life has passed. And, this he, and he has told us in his word how we should live and how we should relate to God and how we should relate to each other. I like Amos chapter 3 and verse 7 because it says this. It says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. You know what? He has revealed his plans to us if we will read it. It's in here. His plans are in there. 
So to appropriate the promises of God found in the Bible, we must read and meditate upon the word in order to keep our vision 2020. That's our main vision. This book is our main vision. We've got to be in it. We are to follow the word of God and live our lives with a vision that we will one day live with Jesus in heaven. I think we forget that. I think sometimes we, we get the idea that life is here. This is it. And we rush and we run around like, I don't know, like the road runner. Just a going and trying to do everything. We also have the responsibility of discovering the vision God has for us in this new year. And we must have a vision or revelation from God as to what our goals are in 2020. Do you have any goals? Do you have any? Have you made any? We are called by God to be a servant of Jesus Christ. What that entails for you is an individual vision or revelation that causes us to fall into step with the Spirit of God. It may come into your imagination. You may just begin to think of what you want to do for God. He may reveal it to you in a dream. Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, we use this verse a lot. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, if you're like me, <clears throat> you think, oh, that is great for a young person. <laughs> uh -huh. They have their whole future in front of them. And that's true. And the young among us must have a vision. And you know why? Lest they cast off restraint. This book is restraint. We'll talk about that. But vision is for seniors. I won't call you old. I don't want to be called old. I'm never growing up, by the way. <laughs> and David declares that in Psalm 92. He says this, 92.14. He said, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will... Stay fresh and green. Amen. Yeah. Don't stay young. <laughs> so let me say this. Seek the Lord and he will give you a vision. He will give you direction. He will plant within you a desire to, I can't wait to do. C.S. Lewis would say, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. How many of you said, I'm too old? I can't teach Sunday school anymore because I'm too old. It's, uh, some, somebody younger needs to do that. I can't teach BG because I can't do it anymore. I'm too old. You're not too old. <laughs> ah. So what happens if we have no vision? 
What did it say? We what? We perish. Or we cast off restraint. So where there is no vision or revelation, people cast off restraint. In our present day, let me just go back. Let me just say this. At, 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 at one time, it was, it was 3000 BC. It was always called before Christ. But now it's before the common era. Okay, we throw off restraint. And now it's, and afterwards, it's the common era. We live in the common era now. Anyway. In our present day, that statement has taken on new meaning. People everywhere have cast off restraint when it comes to values that were held by the general populace. We have pushed prayer out of parliament, schools, and public events. And they always started them with prayer. We have redefined marriage to include same-sex unions. We have perverted the biological truth that a baby is born a male or female into a gender choice by the child sometime in the future. Don't know what I am. Children are being born genderless, without values, and without restraint. We now have a generation of nobodies. They don't know who they are. Aimless, without purpose, without hope. We have aborted millions of babies in the name of women's rights and freedom. And we may say, well, that is what society has done. But you know what? The church has cast off restraint as well. We do not read our Bibles like the previous generation did. We have been told that the Bible is out of date and not relevant in the present world. I've heard, I've heard people say, when are you going to bring the Bible up to date? I look at them and say, it is up to date. Barna and the American Bible Society conducted a survey in 2019 on Bible engagement. And although there was some movement towards in, in engagement, 48% were disengaged and only 5% were Bible-centered. And that means interact with the Bible frequently. It is transforming their relationships and shaping their choices. Only 5%. 19% were, were Bible engaged, interact with the Bible frequently. It is transforming their relationships with God and others. Then there's those who are Bible friendly. They interact with Bible consistently. It may be a source. It may be a source of spiritual insight and wisdom, 19%. Bible neutral, interact with the Bible spatterotically. It has little spiritual influence, but that influence may be growing. And then there's the Bible disengaged, interact with the Bible infrequently, if at all. It has minimal impact on their lives, 48%. Nobody reads the Bible, or very few. And only 5% are Bible-centered. Interesting, isn't it? In, 19, in 2018, Barna asked Christians if they knew about the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 
28 to 20. And look at the results. 6% said, I'm not sure. 17% yes, and it means. 25% yes, but I can't recall the exact meaning. And 51% said no. Now we're talking about Christians here. Where have we gone? We've lost our vision. We've lost vision. We must restore our vision and let God reveal himself through his word to our hearts. Basic, folks. We have become too busy with the things of life. And we have given God a back seat. We are Christian, but do, but do we let the word guide us and direct our thoughts? No, we're too busy. We're, we're just too busy with our careers, with our, with our lives and all that. And so without that, without a vision, we cast off restraint. We start chasing after all the things around us instead of chasing after the God who created us. Michael Faberez in Raising Men, Not Boys said, so at least let me briefly state that the Bible is not man's best thoughts about God, but rather, and there is ample evidence, the Bible is in fact God's thoughts on paper. How important is it to us that we read the word and follow it? It gives us vision. It gives us vision. Lastly, our verse says, He that keepeth the law, happy is he. Blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. So basically, the person who reads the Bible and heeds its wisdom is blessed. You want to be blessed? There you go. There it is. Proverbs 9, 9 to 11 says, Instruct the wise... And they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add by their or add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. So today we need to prioritize the important things. In our lives. Life in 2020 requires us to refocus our vision. If you don't have one, you're in trouble because you're going the wrong way. You got to have a vision, and part of that vision is found in here. Have we focused on the things of this life and put them first? Our jobs, our family, our home, our career, our friends. Are these the important things in our life? They are important. Don't get me wrong. They all are. But can we refocus and put God first? Can we re-engage with the Bible and find purpose in serving the Lord? Are we relying on Him to reveal His will for our lives in 2020? 
just an interesting sideline. When I had my cataracts removed and no longer have to wear glasses, <laughs> I like that, my optometrist told me that my left eye was 2010 and that my right eye was 2020. So a person with 2010 vision can see objects at 20 feet that a person with 2020 vision can only see at 10 feet. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And although that is fantastic, it doesn't do anything for my spiritual eyesight. Not one thing. So when I look at 2020, I still don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea. But I know this, that I, that I want my spiritual eyesight to be perfect. And that can only happen as I yield my will to God's will and begin to focus my goal on him. So as I face 2020 in a new phase of life, I do not know where it will lead. I do know that I want God to lead me into a new beginning with him. So if there's one thing I know, it is this. God is not finished with us. A new chapter. That's what it is. A new chapter in our lives is being written even as I speak. God is writing a new chapter in your life and my life. So let us make God the author of that new chapter. His wisdom brings joy and blessing in our lives. Carol Bright would say this, and I like this, even though God gave mankind through the power of choice the ability to apply and accept wisdom and knowledge, he also gave us the choice whether to accept his ways along with wisdom and knowledge. You have a choice. We have a choice. We have a choice either to focus our vision on Jesus Christ and on God and upon his word, or we focus it somewhere else. I hope you choose to focus your vision in 2020 on what God wants to do in your life and what he has for you in this coming year so that at the end of the year next year we can say, I did what God told me to do, and I'm going to do 2021 the same way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I ask, Lord, that you would just take this simple message and help us to apply it to, to our hearts. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. May your spirit draw us closer to you. And may we draw closer to you. And may you just cause us to grow in the knowledge and in the word of the Lord. And may our vision, our spiritual vision be 2020. Focusing on you. Not looking around us and seeing what's going on in the world. Although that is, that is important. But we look at you who will guide us through this world and cause us to be fruitful, and cause us to bear much fruit for you. 
We just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.